Maybe at work? In the car? Wherever you are. Geocache Talk podcast is sponsored by FTF Magazine. FTF Magazine can be found at ftfgeocacher.com and by IB Geocaching Supplies. The best site for geocoins, cache containers, and much more can be found at ibgeocaching.com and by Cashly. Cashly is the foremost geocaching app and can be found at cashly.com and by AMS Travel Sales. AMS Travel Sales is proud to offer hosted geocaching tours and cruises. Join us as we hunt for geocaches on our travel adventures. Please make sure and let these fine sponsors know that you appreciate their support of the show. It's time for Geocache Talk. Whether you are at work, in the car, or wherever you are, we hope you enjoy this show about the great sport of geocaching. If you're watching live on YouTube, you can be part of the adventure tonight in the chat room and participate with others as they watch the show. If you are listening later, please give it a like and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app so that you can get all of the weekly geocache talk goodness. Big thanks to the Travel Bugs for the music and our featured patrons, F.S. Abero, Geo Rick, Cash Addict Mel, Geocaching Janji, Sir Drumalot, Janice, Tricassius, Tom Frey and Heltonen, Rugels, EGK PBR, and our new patrons, Seabeck Tribe, Shark C, Curious KDB, Gene Hunter, The Caching Jeeper, Fam Gustafson. One day I'll get that right, Jesse. Gustafson. <laughs> okay. It's funnier when you don't get it right. <laughs> Not to them. Well, I mean, to uh, the yeah. Right. Uh, BMAR7391, Speed City, Curious Girl, Curiosity Girl, Curious Girl, it's Curiosity Girl, starting off today, wonderful, and Glowworm77, if you'd like to become a patron, head on over to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, forward slash geocache talk, for more details, patrons get the new blackout coin, not really new, but it's iconic. It's the newest one. Oh, look, Jeff's got one. How about that? There you go. Uh, Jeff's got both. He's got the green one, too. Dude, the green one. <laughs> That's rare. That's like worth $1,000 on eBay. Ooh. No, maybe not. <laughs> Say bye. <laughs> but, there but there aren't many of them. That's for sure. Uh, we didn't ever reprint them. We just printed the one one set of them. So. Um, Bonus content, invites to special events only for patrons. Support levels start at as little as Bison Tube level, which is $3 a month. So let me start by welcoming my co-host, Jesse. Good evening. How's it going? Good. Good. It's going to be a good night. That's uh, right. We're going to jump right into show 167 as we welcome back to the show, Jeff Arbaugh, and welcoming to the show, Chris Nelson. 
Welcome, you two, to Geocache Talk Show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Yeah, we were, uh, we talked about um, having the show and talking with Jeff, and, and he was like, we need to have Chris on. We got to have Chris on when we do this. I'm like, all right, I'm with you. I'm on, I'm on board. And then it's been a little while in the planning. Uh, Jeff bought a, you had a house built, didn't you there, buddy? Yeah. So we sold our house, um, moved in with the in-laws. I was living there doing a show there with, well, I did one show with, uh, Geo gearheads, but, right. Um, doing a show there with an audience behind me would have been really <laughs> weird because my computer was in the family room. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit distracting, isn't it? Yes. Uh, yeah, I hear you. Um, so uh, we got a lot to cover tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I, always, I always find these fascinating, and we're going to cover a lot. And so, um, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, he, oh, he, yeah, he did. He, uh, Tom, Tom's saying he, that's amazing. We'll talk about that. He had his house 3D printed. Yeah, that's really <laughs> cool. Good job. That was Jeez. a lot. Of, well, a, I don't know about that. <laughs> that's a lot of time. That's a lot of spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> but they're doing it now. They've tested a few times. So Yeah, they, they are doing that. And those uh, printers are um, huge. I mean. Yeah, they're a little bit bigger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing that can uh, fit on your desktop. Like ours. <laughs> uh, all right, let's. We're really have a lot of news, um, but we're going to cover a couple items, um, and we'll talk about. Like I said, we got a lot to cover tonight, but we did want to mention about uh, GIF uh, or GIF, depending on how you want to pronounce it, or as got to be GIF, right? I think so. Caching in the Northwest had a lot of fun with it and called it the GIF, which I kind of still, I always laugh about that. I think GIF is peanut butter. So let's yeah. go. Yeah. Um, so that's, um, uh, we have a note in the, sh- the show notes, in case you're wondering uh, for the information. We'll be in there in the, um, it's also, in the, I'm pulling it from the official geocaching blog. So yeah. there's a lot of local events out there. There's a couple in my area. I don't know if, if y'all have already will attended for some in your area, but they're in a couple of weeks coming up and it's uh they're worth going to. It's pretty neat to watch those videos with other people there too. And you can always go back and watch they're on YouTube and you can search yeah. them on the Googles and you can see last year's or whatever. They're pretty good. Uh, yeah. it's an interesting niche of what they end up picking mm-hmm. combination, but uh it's always a fun time, right? It's just something different for an event. So those are pretty good events coming up. Yeah, we, we had that experience, Jesse, where um, they showed um, the GIF finalists uh, when we were in Tyler. Mm-hmm. They showed that before they showed Treasure. So it's kind of cool. You can kind of you know mix and match things a little bit if you want to, to do something like that. It makes it a lot more fun when you're watching a group, right? Like It's like yeah. watching comedy on TV or watching it at a comedy club. There's Absolutely. a huge difference. So same thing with the GIF or GIF or whatever the uh, those videos. It's same thing. It's it's a lot more fun when you're watching it with a bunch of other nerds in the room with you. All yeah. that same nerdy jokes, right? Yep. Jinx Rofi mentioned that uh, she's planning on going to one in the southeast Denver metro area. So cool. Very cool. Uh, okay. And don't. I know you're hurt about it, but don't. Skip I am. It. 
It's the Ninja Turtle trackables. They they announced who got those, and I don't know who all got them, but I got one, so I'm pretty happy about it. <laughs> um, I can't for the life of me win anything. I know. I I've gotten really lucky. I've won. I've gotten several of them. Not all of them for sure, but I've gotten several of them. But um, you know, I have some friends that are really quick on the draw with those, and they'll hey, just the email just came out, and I'll switch over there and do it really quick as soon Man, as I get. I- I did it within minutes, and I, I don't think it matters. They just yeah. got online. It used to be that it was first come, first serve, right? And then yeah, now it's random. Like drawing, yeah. yeah. They probably did now. But, yeah. Yeah. As, yeah. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> but you know what? I actually send mine out, too, though. So I know a lot of people get them, and they never send them out. I, I, I don't see- know if they yeah. get behind the scenes for that, but I send all the ones I get out. Mm-hmm. I eventually sent all mine out. Um, I usually hang on to it too long, but I yeah, sent out. Uh, you're sending them out within like 14 days or something. Yeah, I know. You're supposed to. Yeah, so maybe that's why you don't get them anymore. I'm maybe just- not. Maybe <laughs> not. I still think there's something to do with the fact that my, although you have some similar, don't you, that you have a, you have a space in your geocaching name. Yeah. But, you know, mine's got the ampersand which isn't legal anymore. That but. is a weird theory. That's a little <laughs> bit far-fetched there. Is that a big conspiracy you know, theory there? You left your tinfoil hat at home, so you may want to go grab that one again real quick. Yeah, uh, probably doesn't work. Oh, well, I'm glad for you, buddy. Hey, I'm, I'm happy about it. I'm going to send it straight out. So, Yeah, good for you. So anyway, yeah, the Mutant Ninja Turtle, they kind of pop in and – it's interesting. Once in a while, though, we'll get some, like, we've got, that's uh, in front of me somewhere. We got some of the Magic the Gathering ones from Geocaching Headquarters because they wanted some more promo. But yeah, we didn't get any this time. It, it's kind of, or at least we haven't got them yet. So here's why this one's interesting. Have you noticed that it's on, like, that main menu page? You know where our Geocache Talk Challenge is? Mm-hmm. Like, if you pull up your profile, if you're part of that challenge, you see the challenge on there where your leaderboard is? Yeah. Um, it's on there, so they have a separate heading for that. I don't know if you guys have looked at that. Yeah, it's, it's on there. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles trackable promotion or whatever. Oh, wow. They must be planning to do something with it. Mm-hmm. Like have a live update of where they are worldwide. Or, How far they go. Oh, well, they have the events. Yeah. Well, like the duck. Remember, they, were the, they had the duck race, and I don't know where that kind of went. I don't know. I never saw the – we need to – that's for another show, I guess. But we need to. Uh, that's another show. That's right. And Chris, when we say that's for another show, you have to take a drink. So, all right. Mm-hmm. No, we need to do a follow up. That's what we should do: is one whole show and follow up on all the old trackable promotions. Oh gosh, yes. You know what's funny? They all went and see if any of them are still active or what. Yes. They all disappeared. They're in, they're on eBay right now. I was supposed to. And here's the other thing: I was supposed to get the Michelin one. They go, "Good news, you want it," and then I never got it. So, I mean. My my track record with trackables is not good with getting promotion. I that one out, and it actually came back to me in Texas. Remember? You yeah. That? Wow. We'll have to do a show on that. Oh yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that idea. But you know, right. We got a lot of technical stuff to get into tonight, so we do. So oh, and then I want to make one last note. I won't go into too much because, like you said, Chris has got a lot of cool. Well, Chris and Jeff both have a lot of cool stuff to show. <clears throat> so we're gonna really get in full full bore on that, but. I went back and looked, um, went down the rabbit hole with, with Jeff, and we found um, 
The first show that Jeff and I did together was four years ago. People are like, what? Four years ago? Steelcast Talk is three years old. So we did a show together back on Cash and Release is when I was on there. Um, and show number 20, I don't know if you can find it on YouTube or not. You, you found it, didn't you, Jeff? You said? Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, we did, I, found it, I think on the Cash and Release website, is it still there? I don't think so. Hmm. Maybe, maybe it is. I don't know, but uh, SoundCloud or something like that. Yeah, you yeah. can hear it. Yeah, you can listen to the show, but that would be kind of interesting to go back through. Or you did, I guess, but that was four years ago. We talked about three D printing. Yeah. So actually, the the episode was going to be about three D printing, but I think something had happened with you on the show prior. Oh, okay. So it was just Michael. Yeah. And and then so we we did our bucket list our geocaching oh, okay got gotcha. and then the the next half of the show we talked about three D printing oh okay so it's half it was fun yeah it was it was a half show it's kind of interesting <laughs> and we're gonna get into tonight I want to talk a little bit about what three D printing looks like today versus back then and some of that so uh, but yeah so Jeff's been on you know uh, uh, Joshua geocaching vlogger he's like i'm on all you know i've been on more than anybody else like well jeff's pretty close now he's you we figured out you're on uh number 20 uh number 58 jeff and i did a show about ftf talk because if you guys don't know frank point well, where am i going <laughs> that guy this guy down here in the corner <laughs> this guy next yeah that guy that guy yeah that guy. that's an ftf hound how many how many months have you gone now finding an FDF? Um, I'm around eighty six months. Ha ha, gotcha. One oh five. Really? Chris is an FDF hound. One oh five. Nice. That <laughs> uh, that's awesome. FDF wow. hounds. That's for another show as well. Uh, <laughs> but that was a fun little show, FTF talk. And then we did a show. Jeff and I did a show. Uh, two shows on geocache talk show 24 and show 26 show 24 jeff and i this is before i had any uh co-hosts yeah jeff and i did a show called which i think was kind of interesting um even now i think it was interesting is what now which uh was kind of a you get to the spot and you can't find it what do you do which is kind of we've all been there yeah you throw a container down right Oh no, that's not. Oh, okay. We talked about that. Uh, yeah, we did. <laughs> that's what you're not supposed to do. That's what right. not to do, but <laughs> or no, two. It's fun. Just to be safe, you throw two down. Yeah, it was a little more one on one, but you know, back then yeah. we were we really didn't have any kind of format, I guess you could say. But and then show twenty six, which was the podcast to hope, the very first podcast to hope. We are uh, to wrap up this little section. Uh, we are coming up on our fourth annual podcast to All hope. Right. Uh, we are going to do an announcement soon, Jesse and I, which Jesse's now finding out. We're going to do a we're going to do a we're going to do an announcement uh, some evening, and we'll give everybody the date, and we'll t- tell you who who the spot who the uh, uh, the charity is this year. You can probably guess what it is, but still, we're going to announce it like it's some sort of big fanfare. Dun, 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 dun. And uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, 
it'll be fun. We'll do a little, we'll, we'll, we'll do an announcement that night. And yeah, all year playing. And then that one day we get serious and raise some money. Yeah. We go back to playing again for another 365 days. Yeah. And we're, uh, we're already kind of, uh, began the, and we've begun the planning for those hours. Cause we do it for eight hours, eight straight hours, mm-hmm. uh, from 4 PM to midnight. And so we're in the process of putting together those hours. If you have any suggestions uh, for one of those hours, email us at uh, geocachetalk at gmail.com. Uh, we would, we'll take your suggestions under advisement. Uh, we're looking for uh, a fun, it doesn't have to be, uh, geocaching related because we once in a while we'll not we'll, we'll do an hour which isn't geocaching related uh, kind of has to be holiday related if it's not it's either geocaching related or holiday related so one of the two uh, if you have a suggestion or an idea or somebody you'd like to see to be on that hour uh, of those one of those eight um, we'll obviously have the vloggers back they're animals we got to have them on periodically um, you know, it's like monkeys in a zoo. You get, you know, you can't miss, you can't miss seeing the monkeys in the zoo. So I have a question about it. Yeah, go ahead. So it was eight hours previously because you were limited by hangouts is Streamyard limited to eight hours or can you do a 12 hour one? Yeah. Or well, a 24 hour one. I think the problem is still YouTube. So we could technically do a longer one if we didn't use YouTube as our, Gotcha. Our landing point. Although I'm not sure what would happen because we can now with StreamYard, we can do, um, we can do, we can do what's called, there's a product out there you, you can get called Restream. And Restream will actually take the StreamYard that we're on now and put it out in f- like four or five different places. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn, we could do a few other things. Yeah, we could be live on LinkedIn right now. I don't know why we'd ever why uh, we would ever do that, but I'm sure some people would. Facebook, uh, Periscope, and YouTube. So I don't know. That's a good idea, Jeff. Well, we need to get up to a 24 hour, right? Right, Jesse. You want you want to do it? I don't even. That doesn't even sound like a good plan. <laughs> Eight hours is tough already. Ryan's like, ooh, 24 hours. Uh, yeah, that's. Yeah, eight, well, when those eight hours are done, I don't know what to do with myself. I'm just sitting yeah. around going, I'm beat. I'm so beat after all that. Oh, wiped out. Wiped out. But it's I believe it. always for a good cause where we keep ramping up how much we raise. And it's been so much fun. We had people give stuff. I mean, last year we had even like Cash Advance gave, gave things. We usually have a lot of things that we uh, are able to give away as well as raise a lot of money. So anyway. Good times. Yeah, sleep is exactly right. Uh, all right, enough of that. Let's get into 3D printing before uh, Scott yells at me. I'm at 818, Scott. I'm sorry. That's right. Got to get going. Uh, Got to get going. So, all right. So let's start with a uh, couple things uh, about 3D printing. And if you're interested, I do have a link or two links that I put together. I want to show those first. They're in the show notes. But if you want to look for some designs, like uh, I bought a 3D printer and I don't know what to do with it, um, or I have access to a 3D printer for ver- in various ways, and you're looking for designs, both Chris and Jeff have sites on Thingiverse. Uh, why don't you guys explain what 
somebody would do if they go to Thingiverse slash whatever slash designs is and they can download the information. Is that how that works on that? Right. So uh, Thingiverse is a collection of 3D objects. Um, you can just hop on Thingiverse, do a search for, uh, it, you know, you're interested in geocache containers. Um, most of them are tagged geocache, geocaching, geocache container, something like that. Right. Um, and it, you'll get a ton of uh, results. Um, but if you want to check out ours, check out the link Gary provided. Very cool. Um, and I'm slowly adding more and more. Um, I mean, I've made lots of different types of containers over the years. Some I've released, you know, or some I've given away. Some haven't seen the light of day yet at all. Um, and and I have not yet added them to Thingiverse, but I'm uh, I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then, Chris. Uh, to tell us, and I guess both you, both you really kind of give a little bit of your chops as far as your experience with uh, 3D printing. So, Chris, kind of tell people how you got started, and we were talking a little bit before the show about where we're at, and you feel pretty good about the one we're going to show tonight <laughs> with the one behind you. <laughs> um, I've I've had a 3D printer of one sort or another for since 2015. Um, the one that's right back here is the latest one, and it's it's by far been the best one that that I've ever used. Um, I had one before this that was a similar design, kind of a knockoff. A lot of what you find in 3D printers is open source, and so you'll find many printers that look similar to this. Mm-hmm. Um, this right. is a Prusa uh, Mark III. Um, there are... There are hundreds of different knockoffs, all the way down to you know $150. You could probably find something. the The difference is going to be um, quality and and uh, safety. A lot of the kits that you can get from China, mm-hmm. they'll look similar to this, but they won't have the safety features, and you can't burn your house down. Right. So so it's because. The, the bed of this gets over 250 degrees. The nozzle gets 500, 600 degrees to melt wow. plastic. Ooh. So it's, and, and the, the heated bed part, mm-hmm. that, there are a lot of designs because everything's moving here. Right. And, right, right, yeah. And it moves hundreds of miles in, in, in seven hours of printing. Mm-hmm. So, if if things aren't designed to stand up to that, wires break and short, and the next thing you know, you've got a fire. This this one, if it detects, for instance, that the temperature is not reading correctly, either too low or too high, mm-hmm. it will shut itself down. A lot of the ch- the the cheaper printers that you'll get, all of that all of that safety that's built in will be will be disabled right and so you'll get a printer that definitely could be a fire hazard gotcha did you you decide safety was important after you learned a lesson or you just decided that was a good idea well i i for me it was really i wanted a, a good quality printer and so because i wanted a quality printer it it the safety is just a you know a bonus basically Sure. So you don't have any good setting stuff on fire stories, then, is what you're telling me. <laughs> no, no. Okay. 
<laughs> no. Um, there are a couple brands, rather than say any names, there, if, if you Google the printer, you'll people will say, you'll, you'll see plenty of posts or videos, that type of stuff. And, and you'll see they're using knockoff connectors and things like that. And, and that's, that's the concern. A lot of it is stuff that you can rectify. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, you, you end up putting in about as much work as, as rebuilding the printer. And so it was better for me just to start off with, with, with what was going to work. Right. So what is somebody, if somebody's going to get a decently safe one to start at home, is there a range of price you think? I would say 200, 200 is kind of low. The, the lower you go, the, the more concerns you would have. I would say 400 to $1,500 would get you a, a fairly safe printer. Um, again, the lower you go, the, the more concerns I would have. Um, this one is $800. Uh, shipped from Czechoslovakia. Oh, wow. And it comes in the kit. Jeff just spent how many hours? Um, <laughs> I'm probably at about 12 to 14. So yeah. I'm there. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, so I'm still putting this guy together. So you well, see all cool. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're still unplugged. So, yeah, this is my new printer, just like his. If you look and, and see the cord that he's got hanging down there, you'll see that it's it's all spiral wrapped. Lift it up again, Jeff. There you go. All spiral wrapped, and there's all sorts of wires in there, including sensor wires as well as as the wires that go to the six the eight you know the six hundred degree heater and all of that stuff, all in that little bundle that he's got right there. Very and, cool. It's in a nice cloth sleeve to make certain that none of those wires gets kinked and, and yeah. broken and and uh, not going to have a fire at the new house. So there's um, something learning to do before you even get started. You've got to be able to figure out how to put this thing together. Well, you can you can buy it uh, already built. Oh, okay. Um, you can buy it as a kit um, mm-hmm. or you can buy it built. Um I think Chris would agree uh, it's better for you to buy it as a kid, not only because you're going to save money, uh, but you really get to learn about the printer while you're putting it together. Yes. Very cool. That, and it's, I think it's three or $350 more. So you're, you're paying somebody well over 20 bucks an hour to put it together. And then when you get it, because it's been shipped all the way from Czechoslovakia, you're going to have to make sure that you tighten everything up anyway so better off to just put it together yourself right um we have a few people in the chat room that are 3d printers is that way to put it nice 3d printer people and yeah i got uh uh i'm apologize quasman uh this is even my cr10 it's quality good quality printer still has wires burn up on it so i guess that's what happens sometimes yeah, that 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 particular one that he's mentioning—that's a—that's a real decent printer. It's just one of those things where, if you look online, you'll you'll find in on Thingiverse, in fact, where people have come up with all sorts of strain relief and and other things that you can print for it that will make it a safer printer. Oh, okay, cool. Then he uh, also mentions uh, Ender Three, awesome starter printer for people, yep. I guess. Yeah, those yeah, are that's about three hundred dollars. Okay. 
Oh, I think actually the Ender, you can get that under 200 bucks now. Uh, yeah, I think it's on sale right now. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and then Curious KDB, yes, we'll, we'll put in the show notes. The, the fact is that kind of most of it I think is in there, but yeah, we'll talk about, we'll make sure that that information is in there and where you can, where you could get that. So, uh, all right. So, the, um, people, and then the other thing that people tended to ask a lot of questions about, and you guys already put it in the notes, um, which is about filaments. And that's what obviously Robert's already, uh, Robert Bradbury, he's already jumping into about the PLA and all these cool things, but let's talk about, um, the different filaments, um, and have filament types changed. Uh, I know, there's now several filament types, LS, uh, ASA. I'm going to let you guys take over from my, my ignorance. but I'll, I'll start out, and then I'm okay. going to let Chris get into it because I know he has more experience because I have been limited to a PLA uh, filament with my older printer, Okay, uh, and he has not been limited uh, right. by that. Um, so the... Um, <laughs> So nowadays, um, there are uh, companies like Matter Hacker. Matter Hacker. Um, uh-huh. uh, I forgot their name. Uh, oh, it's it's Matter Hackers. You got it. Matter right. Hackers. There's a, a pesto uh, something pasta. Protopasta. Uh, protopasta. Um, Protopasta. Color good. fab. Yeah, like the spaghetti, the filament, well, like when we're, it's out of the printer. Yeah, because uh, we were joking before about it. if you don't get it just right, you basically print spaghetti. So yes, yeah, <laughs> um, and that's how they got their name. Um, so, so these groups and there's others too are developing um, composite filaments. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, they might um, they experiment it with so much so that they get um, copper, brass, iron, wood. Um, iron, which means it could be magnetic. Mm. Um, so a plastic that's magnetic is pretty cool. Oh, that would be Um, great. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's really come a long way. Um, you know, when 3d printing became, um, you know, a hobbyist type of thing, um, all of these companies, you know, open shop and, and have been innovating. He's got a glow in the dark one right there. Yeah. Chris is showing the glow in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. Green glow in the dark. Very cool. I mean, that oh, is yeah. be made into an alien for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, so most of those are composites of PLA and then some other material. Um, PLA has a higher melting point or a lower melting point than uh, ABS or ASA, which is something that Chris uh, brought up, mm-hmm. um, which is a stronger material. And Chris, have you had experience with ASA yet? No, I was just... I was just actually re- doing a little bit of reading about it. Yeah. One of, one of the benefits to ASA is it's a more dense material. So um, instead of buying it in a kilogram, you buy it actually in 800 grams and it prints the same amount, the same length essentially as, as uh, uh, a one kilogram spool. Um, as, as far, yep, there you go. As far, th- this ASA is r- related to ABS, which ABS is a, a familiar, fam- familiar plastic. Bumpers have been made out of ABS. You remember those old block, black bumpers? You don't normally paint ABS, so. Mm-hmm. Um, Isn't that the Legos? 
Yep, Legos yep. are made out of ABS. Yep, and and ABS is a is a it was originally designed for injection molding. So it does have some problems with warping. ASA similar, but less, less, uh, less of a problem. This right here, the little squirrel. Yeah. We were talking about this before the show. Uh, he, he's Chris actually cool. printed out of ABS. Oh, okay. Very cool. Yeah. Um, while we're on the squirrel, now leave it up, Chris, for a minute. Sure. Um, since we're going to, let's talk about it for a minute. Cause you, you, uh, and we're going to get into the, we're going to show some of the software too, but yeah. So um, you, ha when you print, I think some people don't realize that it's not a big deal, but you do print some structure that's there just it, for the printing, right? It does depend on the model. Okay. Um, generally, yeah. if you're not, if you're not in a situation where it's over a 70 degree overhang, you can probably get by without having to do it. Mm -hmm. But right here, and right here, um, these were overhangs that were actually would have been printing midair. So oh, okay. yeah. the, the tail especially would have been printing midair. And that's where one of those places that if you don't put support in there, the software doesn't put support in there, you will absolutely have spaghetti because there'll be nothing, <laughs> nothing at the start. And as you go up, there'll be no place for that to rest on. And so... The, the way this works is it starts down here and it's mm -hmm. depending on what what you choose in the software anywhere from 500 or 500 of a millimeter to 20.2 uh, of, of a millimeter in height and it it basically goes and draws everything at that level and moves up and draws the next level and so on. So, and I don't know if you'll be able to see it here. He's got lines on him. Yeah. Yeah. We see that a little bit. I see that. And, and so that's, that's how he gets drawn is all the way up. It's, it's tiny little layers basically. Right. So, right. And Chris is going to get into a little bit later. We'll get into some of the software possibilities. One of them that he loves, we'll get to in a minute, but keep going, Jeff on, filament talk before you before you go past that girl asked and this is how you can tell that 3d printing is coming to the mainstream people in here know exactly what you're talking about right and they're asking questions <laughs> related to that um so she asks any tips for removing pla supports actually i use um just a little um filing tool just chip it off a little bit and you can sand your prints it smooth it out Trust girl and then Owen's question after that is a good one up there for that too, Gary. Yeah. This shows that people have knowledge on this already, right? This is not a beginner audience on this. A lot of these people have obviously printed before. So, yeah. right. Um, what is print? So can you save, uh, and we talked about this a little bit before the show, but can you set it to save and be more efficient on the amount of material it's, it's using either for support or uh, inside the, the item? No, it's got to build a support up every time. So you're going to save the materials on the infill. Go ahead, Chris. Wow. I, I was just going to show if you want to. Yeah, go ahead. Let me, Chris, go ahead. This is how easy the support comes off from the software that I'm using. It just pops right off. That's cool. And that's true. It does depend on your slicer. The slicer is the software Oops. that you're using to print. Right. And so that support, though, is not a solid piece like the others. It's it's basically whatever it takes to hold it up. Right. Right. It's, it's like a scaffolding. Similar. 
Yeah. Scaffolding. That's a good way to. Scaffolding is good. Yeah. Um, and uh, someone we were talking about before Robert mentioned. And so Chris, um, he's asking about, he just says use 20% fill in thick shell. Um, what is. <laughs> this is, this is uh, less than 10% fill. Um, and it's two, two outside layers and it's. Which are the shells. But it's pretty, I mean, it's pretty solid. solid. Yeah. Um, when I was printing this, I actually had the time wrong for when the show was going to be on. And I was actually, I, I chose to own to a, a couple of settings to make sure that it would be done in time. Yeah. And then it turned out the show was a couple hours later because I was off on what time it was. But um, in this particular case, I chose um, to only support where it was absolutely needed. So only support at, on the top edges where things are going to rest on top of the support. Yeah. So, let me. And your case is like this. So right, right here. Right, okay, so, so farther down in here, the support would be very, very sparse. Okay. But only where it was something was going to lay on top of it would the support be thick enough, basically. Okay. So this 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 could have taken 10 hours to print. Um, mm -hmm. or eight hours to print. I, I went with 10% infill and I went with infill only where needed and it took seven hours to print. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you're talking about the, he's holding a nut, so you, you had to kind of make sure that it didn't go out in the middle of nowhere. Right. As far as on the program. We'll get in the program here in a minute, but let's wrap up a little bit talking about the filaments. Um, let me ask you guys about, how about, what is, what is this one? XTC 3D, is that still used or? Oh, that, okay, so that is a finishing technique. Oh, okay. Um, so that's, that's not, not about a, the filament. Okay. Um, really, um, I just wanted to mention how exciting it was to have these new types of filaments with the, yeah. with the you know, the composite materials. Mm -hmm. And then this ASA, which is a higher UV resistance, waterproof. So um, you pronounce it for everybody, uh, Jeff? Uh, um, okay, yeah, I'll try that. <laughs> Go for uh, it. Trial on I, trial. Uh, yeah, it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> ASA. There you go. Just there you go. <laughs> Acrylonitrile trial styrene acrylate. Acrylate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the show notes. It's on the it's on the screen. There you go. Yeah. So, question on the filament because they are experimenting. I've done a couple of tours myself where they're you know, the 3D printer factory, there's one here near me and they're really excited about it. They, they're experimenting with different filaments and stuff like that. If like, say with the range of filaments, is there different thicknesses for, does every filament print within the same range or is there different ones that print, you know, different levels of thickness? There are different filaments, there are different thicknesses, but you want to use the type of thickness that it, that your print requ your printer requires. Okay. So this one, oh, I don't have, maybe I do have a package. This one 1. is 1.75 millimeter. millimeter. Yep. Yeah. I couldn't remember the exact number. And so there are other thicknesses. What it goes up to three, I think. 2.85. Um, they call it three, but it's actually yeah. 0.85. So um, three millimeter was, 
was the is kind of the old standard. If you see it on a printer nowadays, it's a leftover printer. Um, mm -hmm. Most printers now are 1.75 millimeter, and um, they have a 0.4 nozzle, 0.4 millimeter nozzle. That's that's pretty much what you will find for, I would say, 100% of 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 the uh, printers that that most people are buying. Um, you might need a larger not diameter nozzle if you're printing some of those uh, composite um, materials like brass fill or copper fill, that type of stuff. Um, you, as far as nozzles go, there are all sorts of different nozzles, sizes, as well as um, materials because brass is the most popular one because it, it has it does a good job of melting the plastic but um mm -hmm. for some of the materials like the the um, ugh, the glow in the dark stuff that has anything that has something other than plastic in it yeah will braid that brass needle and will wear that brass needle out right oh okay yeah. so in a spool of that of that um Right of that glow in the dark, you probably would need a new nozzle at the end of that. Oh, really? Wow. Yep. Mm -hmm. How much are what? How much are nozzle? Do you think nozzles are? I mean, you can probably get a nozzle for twenty bucks or so. Yeah. But oh, okay. But I was. That's not bad. Yeah, none of it's super expensive. Yeah. So uh, if you're printing at one point seven five, is that pretty much the lowest it goes right now? Yes, um, the other print, the other printing technologies really are are going to be um, resin that that harden that that they use like a laser to harden that type right. of thing called uh, stereo, stereolithography. Yep, SLA. Um, I, I'm not the the resin ones. I I haven't really delved into getting that because of. There's a lot of smell and a lot of venting and a lot of other stuff that's involved with that, kind of like you'd expect with 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 dealing with plastics. Right. Sure, you don't you don't really get any of the that's that type of smell with with uh, most of the printer filament, like the PLA. You don't get it. There is some with ABS. Mm -hmm. um, the other the other one that I use quite often is called PET G, and that's the same plastic as what. Um, water bottles or soda bottles, yeah, like soda bottles are made out of. Gotcha. So you yeah, finish, you finish this design, and then um, and I know we've got it in the notes, but that kind of leads us to: does it come out perfect, or is there something more you normally do to it to you know the finishing techniques? Right. So um, it's like he was showing earlier; it's layered, and you can see um, each of those layers, mm -hmm. um, and and sometimes they might print out. A little rougher uh, than than other times, and so you can do finishing techniques like sanding. Um, you can apply uh, stuff like this XTC 3D. So this is used to uh, not only smooth it out, mm -hmm. um, so that um, like if you were to rub your hand on a 3D print um, without any of this finishing stuff on it, you'll feel those layers right um so if you put something like this on there you're gonna it's gonna smooth it out and make it nice and smooth it's gonna also help you know protect it from the elements water 
that sort right. of thing. Yeah. And then you can also paint it. Um, you can paint uh, a 3D print without any of this finishing stuff on it. Um, but it, it adds that extra protection to it. How does paint hold up on one of those? Does it hold up pretty well? Here's it does pretty hold good. up pretty well. So um, here's the one that here's one that Jeff yeah. did. Well, and yeah, and Gary's showing the the R two D two thing that he's. Although in fairness, that's not a good test since it stayed in your room the whole time. It's <laughs> not down the element. So that's not a good test. Yeah, that's not a good test, I guess. But so the, the one thing though about this that I wanted to mention though is that this one you built. Was it four years ago or whatever? Yeah, that's right. And uh, PLA, right? PLA. Yes, that's PLA. But what's cool is that I know you said you've you've redone some of the design of it, but um, yeah. you got an O ring for it. I mean, it was it's ready for the and it's got room for a log. I mean, it's. I know you said this is old and you've redone it, but yeah, um, yeah. So it it uh, over time um, in the in the sun, uh, the cold weather, things like that. Um, PLA, if you don't print it thick enough, right? Which in in the, on the inside of that, um, yeah, it's thick. It, it's thick. It feels thick, but where the container sits, where it's meeting the other portion of you know, like his outer body, oh, it, okay. was, it was too weak. So over time, it just snapped right off when somebody would try to you know uh, loosen it or tighten it. So I've redesigned the interior of that. It's a lot stronger oh, okay. now. I've got one. Um, here that's been out for shoot. I mean, soon after I gave you that one, yeah. Um, I'd say maybe a year later, I put one out, um, and it's held up. The paint is holding up. But what I do after I paint is I spray some of this stuff on it, um, Krylon, UV okay. resistant mm -hmm. coating, and you know that has it. It comes in different like uh, shiny mats. So whatever you know works for you know, the container, the situation it's going to be in. Um, and so once you spray it after painting with something like this, it's mm -hmm. going to be really protected and it's going to hold up. I mean, I've got 25, 30 caches. Not all of them have I painted, but, you know, that have been out there for years, three, four years. Um, I mean, I've been doing this since 2014 and, yeah. and they've held up really well. Yeah, that's the thing I was kind of wondering was is that from your you're saying all the ones that you did, you know, even the older ones that you may not have been nearly as happy, you know, you may yeah. be like, I should have redone it. Yeah. But they've all held up pretty well. I mean, they have. between I mean, you and Chris, have you found that there have been any, uh, I mean, I was other than people stealing them or just, I mean, has weather taught you guys to do something different? I mean, does heat? Yes. Like, well, let me talk about this little guy. So this is my the actual first uh, 3D container that I ever printed. Right. Um, and I just grabbed it off. Oh, Jeff locked up a little bit. Oh, we locked him up. That's okay. So I, I guess I would say. Um, yeah, how yours held up, Chris? <laughs> PLA, I don't paint the PLA. I don't protect it like he does. And mm -hmm. PLA is is depending on how much sun and especially how much rain and, and such that it gets, you're probably looking at, at three to six months. If, if you protect it, it'll be longer, but, but the, but the problem is water PLA is a corn based 
plastic and mm -hmm. water is not good for it at all. So mm -hmm. if you can't seal that from the outside, like he was talking about with your yeah. with design for yours, when water gets into the inside, it will just start to break it down. Oh, right. Cause okay. What about some of the other plastics, which, so if you're wanting one that's going to last for a while, what would you pick? ABS um, is, is very good. There's, if it's out in the sun, direct sun, it, it will fade a little bit, but, but it doesn't get brittle. It doesn't, it doesn't warm. We've all seen a, a, the, a black bumper on a car that's kind of started to turn white. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, that, that's what you'll have, but the material itself, the integrity of it isn't, isn't hurt at all. ASA should be similar or better. Um, Pet G, that that's what's used in in like when you buy bottled water. So, mm -hmm. I mean, you know how thin that is, and you know how strong that is, and you know yeah. how those bottles hold up. You can throw them fifty feet in the air, and when they come down, they stay in one piece. Yeah. So, it's I I, I don't think you'd have any problems at all with PETG. So, what about like Gary said, warping? Like you you know the, those puzzle box or the you know the Cryptexes or whatever that have the you know, it's a little bit of wedges and stuff like that. Yeah. You think it's going to warp after a time or like, like, no. like yeah. something like that. Yeah. Go ahead. And Jeff, if you want to go back to your other that guy. Yeah. Uh, take a minute. Go back. We, we lost you for a minute. You kind yeah. of lost yeah. Yeah. So, 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 so this guy, this was yeah. the first mm -hmm. container I ever put out. And what I found, you can, it's like a little bison tube, but you just pull it out. And right now it's very tough to, to pull out. <laughs> well, it's old. I'm struggling with it. Well, I also painted it and that yeah. was, wasn't a very good idea in this situation because this is, does not have threading. You're just sliding oh, okay. it in. Yeah. Okay, and so, good. so what I found, you know, plastic uh, does um, expand and contract in, sure. you know, different, different temperatures. And so what I found with this guy um was this part would contract and oh. so it would just drop out. And oh, so God. this one I quickly replaced um, with a different container. A threaded one. So I don't, yeah, a threaded one. Okay. Um, and so here's here's a maze. Uh, this yeah, I love those. Those are cool. Is, um, I think that same year I put one of these out and it was also, it was probably like February. <laughs> I mean, it was soon after. It was still cold. Mm -hmm. uh, and what I found, this is one that has three little nubs on the inside. Mm -hmm. You can see there's a mark here. Yeah. And so it follows a trail. You know, it's a little maze. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what I found with this one was that these nubs just in really cold weather, just they were very thin. They just snap right off. Oh, no. After about... Yeah. You know, two, three, four visits. All you, all you had to do was pull the thing off, and it, so it was no longer a maze container. So they've, and you'll see if you look on Thingiverse for cash containers. Yeah, there are a lot of mazes on there, and they have really improved over the years. Like the one that um, Chris modified here, um, he has a better. Uh, you have, you have a, a better one. It's uh, actually. This is not painted or anything. That one he printed in that color. Oh, very cool. And for those so, who can see, he's, what he's basically showing is a log, and it looks like a log. So, yeah. And, and that is a maze. And the, the those, log. those knobs or nubs on the inside 
are much, much thicker, much better designed, and those sorts of things mm-hmm. don't, I mean, like this design is not going to warp. You're not going to have a lot of problems with that one. Oh, okay. How long on that one then, Chris, before you think either it gets worn down from people using it or whether what if you put that one out today, how long would you expect that one to last? I I I would consider it a permanent cache. And unless yeah. it went yeah. missing, I would say it's a permanent cache. The okay. the the design for this that I this is basically two designs. Let me hold it up where everybody can yeah, see. Yeah, hang it. on, I'll get back to you. The, yeah. The log is the log is something that's that somebody had on Thingiverse, and this the maze part of it is something that somebody had, and I basically just combined those two pieces to to make this, and with it being printed out of ABS, I it, this is something where I just don't foresee it it wearing down. The 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 uh, the description of the of the maze part of it was, you know, this is a heavy duty one that yeah, we worked, yeah, yeah, rugged, yeah. rugged uh, container. So even with somebody not being very kind to it, um, I don't think there'd be any problem. Yeah. The only thing I would say about these kind of caches um, is so often when you place something like this certain cashers mm-hmm. will get frustrated with the putting it back together. Yes. Oh, gosh. And it'll be left half together or uh, whatever. And, and, you know, that happens with any, any of those tricky kind of maze type caches. So it's, it's one of those things to be expected. And now, Chris, you combined two designs for that, which mm-hmm. most people that are getting into it are just going to go to Thingiverse and, and download a plan. Sure. But you designed that based on two different ones, and either one of you can answer this question, right? But that takes a little bit more skill doing what you did with that, right? Sure, it, it does. Um, Jeff is actually who kind of brought me along in that area. Um mm-hmm. I, we both use Tinkercad. I don't know if he uses anything else, but Tinkercad's a fairly simple site. You can import these and then, you know, base your design basically on on what what you've, you know, take these two things and edit them and stick them together, that type of thing. So it's very simple. So how long, if somebody's going to try to play with Tinkercad, just the standard cacher, how long is it going to take them for they are not totally confused and want to throw their screen through the, you know, their laptop out in the street? There are tons. If you go out on YouTube, there are tons of tutorials. You can find out all of the things that you need to know on how to use it. There are people that are out there with a hundred videos to t- teach you everything that you can do with it. So the people in the chat room like your log design for whoever's it was. I know y'all probably work together, on that, but uh, the, uh, is that one that's on Thingiverse now? Is that a, a sample, an example of something that would be out there on Thingiverse? Yeah, I, I actually posted it out there. Yep, that's on. It's, it's posted as a remix, and it shows the two sources that it came from. Oh, very cool. Now, could somebody take that design if they didn't have their own printer and go to like to the local library where they let you play with their printers there? You, Probably not, because it was several hours, right? I think. Uh, I think Thingiverse has a printing, uh, like a printing service, and there are other printing services. Um, 
we when we were on when we were on a, a different show actually we talked about all the different UPS does it I think some staple stores do it I can't remember all of the different places that you can get it printed yeah and there are three designs have it printed and sent right to their house yeah yeah absolutely yeah. okay go, go ahead Jeff what were we gonna say same thing um, as 3D printers ourselves we could be part of um, uh, websites like 3D hubs. Um, where we can, somebody can order us to print something if we so desired to do that sort of thing. Right. So we could actually be a part of this community that would print things for other people. Let's, let's do a few questions. And then, um, Chris, if you would, if we could talk about that software a little bit, because I think we've got some people who I think would be interested. So if you want to bring that up, I won't bring it up yet, but if you want to bring up your squirrel on your uh, thing, but I'm going to have you guys answer a few things. Robert asked about, I think we kind of covered it, but you like to share files. You like to share files on Thingiverse, right? Both of y'all? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Um, I think he, he asked about software used to combine the files. Uh, Tinkercad. It's actually Tinkercad.com. Okay. Um, in the show notes, I'm pretty sure. Arcat Brain asked how you design your own container. I think if you're just starting out, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but if I was starting out, I would want to go to Thingiverse, look for a design that's, and there's, there's that real, I wouldn't say it's, I love it, but it's a real simple, um, geocache. I mean, maybe the pine cone, we could show mm-hmm. the pine cone. The, I know those are, would you guys think that's a pretty good standard first thing? Yeah. So, oh, is that the poop? <laughs> nice. Right. The poop container. Yeah. With the DNA tube in the end. Yeah, there you go. That's a so, fun first one to do. So um, it, I don't know how much skills Chris has developed over time now, but I still uh, use Tinkercad. Um, my goal is to eventually use something like Blender or other CAD software so that okay. and, and you know really um, learn how to design from scratch. But right now, what he and I both do is go on Thingiverse. Uh, we have an idea like the pine cone. Yeah. Um, and we find we find the object. And normally, you can find pretty much anything um, on Thingiverse. And then what we normally do is is you know meld two objects together to form the geocache container. So this is another. This is part of a container. It's called something like uh, Geocache 2.1. Yeah, um, it was like for I think first it was the hanging micro, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so we just take these and we meld them together in Tinkercad. It's pretty easy to do, um, and so that's really all we do right now. We're not designing things from scratch. Yeah. Uh, Robert, mentioned, Robert mentioned the fraud. Oh, that's uh, well. I mean, <laughs> wait, what's did you design that one from scratch? Yes, I did. Yeah, nice. So this one, you know, those two by two um, metal poles, like the stop signs and everything yeah. else is on. Ooh, nice. So this this is exact. This will exactly tighten up and fit on that. Oh, cool. And that is cool. So. It actually has a log roller. Yeah. Oh, wow. Inside and of the, it. The log roller actually has, I don't know if you can see it or not. There's an X there. 
Oh, so, it's, damn. So, so this one is actually a letterbox. I love that. Micro. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. You can spray it with some like rusty spray paint looking stuff. Oh, oh man. Yeah. That's great. Is is that design on Thingiverse? Yes. All right. I wow. like it. That is that is awesome. Yep, those are great. I like those. It's got that. Yep. Yep. Oh, and it's and it's magnetic. Yep. How did, and what did you use for the magnetic to make it magnetic? You use a different So so you see this little spot right here? Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's a little cavity inside this lid and it fits. I, I designed it. I took this lid. The the original, I don't think it, I think it ha, might have the magnet on this end. And the problem with that is that only stays in there until the first hot day because it's held, it, it was held in, in the original design with hot glue. And All so right. this one, I, I put the magnets inside and then I have just a little tab that I push in to, to close it up. Oh, okay. Very cool. So the magnets are captive. You'd have to crush the, the lid to get the magnets out of it. Oh, and wow. Then, and then basically there's your right normal plenty enough room for a log. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, so Curiosity Girl's asking. I think all those are out on your on your Thingiverse link, right? Is that, would you say that that's? Yes, yep. Um, on mine, I, I link to, because because this design was somebody else's, okay. but I link, link to the modified lid, or I, I right. have the lot modified lid design out there on mine, and then I have a link to this in the, so, so you can grab this. this oh, okay. Part of it. Very cool. Um, yeah, if we take a minute, I want to get, I want to go, I want to go into the weeds, but I don't go too far in the weeds, but if Chris, can you show that, um, your software and kind of talk about, uh, sure. that version of it that you, uh, or not the version, but that particular software and why you're, uh, we were talking about it before the show and you were, you were like, this is, this is good stuff. So, all right, so we're going to, the, the software is actually it. The, the company that I bought the or the, the printer that I have is actually this printer right here, the Prusa i3 MK3 Mark III. Okay. And this software, the, the, the company that builds the printers was wanted to get the best results for people that they could with their printer. So they actually, Slicer was, uh, was a 3D printing software, and they mm -hmm. essentially... Um, forked their design of this software off to to make it work with with their printer specifically to give good results basically so this is this is the picture of the squirrel and if you see the the dark purple here here up here right here and especially on the tail mm -hmm. that tells you right there that those are areas that if you were to print it without support they would be spaghetti hanging beans. out in the oh, air in midair and it doesn't like midair <laughs> what what happens when you get to the point where it's a little island off by itself yeah is it's just hanging that out in the air and when it's it does funny. that <laughs> it will it, nothing at that point will print right from there on right it's going to spill it onto the onto the, the bed and that's it 
So, so all you have to do is choose right over here for supports. Okay, very cool. Um, slice that up. Kind of an idea. I'll I'll point out a few things real quick on this. So it puts in the little scaffolding here for it. Oh, there you go. But in a second here, it's going to tell me how how much time it's going to take, how many how many layers it will be. Um, how much it costs to print something like that. So here's this this cost. It's pretty close. This takes into account the plastic oh, okay. and the electricity. Right oh, very here. cool. Oh, that's neat. Oh, wow. that's electricity as well. Yeah. Yep. And, you and here's your here's your normal mode. It'll it'll take five hours to print this piece. Right. Now, uh, obviously, this one for the for the Prusa. Uh, Jeff's talking about he uses a thing called Simplify 3D. Is it, Jeff, is it, does it give you some of the same um, uh, um, abilities or it yeah, give you some, some of the same functionality or? It, it, it does, yeah. So uh, there are slicers that are specific to the printer that you purchase. There are also free slicers. There's paid for slicers like Simplify 3D. Um, they have... Uh, Yep, Kira is another one. Yeah, that's a good one. Kira, um, okay. So, I, isn't he from your area, Jesse? And he's, I think he's in the, uh, yeah, um, down in Denver, I think. Yeah, in Denver, uh, the Springs. So, um, some slicers will give you more ability, like um, with uh, supports. Um, some mm -hmm. slicers you can toggle supports on or off. And it will determine where to put the slice, uh, the supports. Like scaffolding, right? Exactly. Um, other software like Simplify 3D, and I believe also the Prusa, mm -hmm. um, will allow you to um, pick where you want to put those supports. Yep. Um, originally, the the um, the. What is it that you use again? I'm trying to remember, Jeff. I'm actually, I, I mean, I've been using MakerBot's software, but um, I was going to use Simplify 3D so that I could use both of them at the same time. Simplify 3D is was initially a really good software, but it was paid software yeah. and it was uh, like 180 bucks. Yeah, you could get you could get a um, Proud of that one a student li license for 90 bucks or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. um, and at the time that their version three came out, they were one of the more more advanced softwares. But in in the intervening time, Cura and and Slicer and Prusa Slicer and a lot of other slicers have really stepped up their game and have done a, a lot better. And the the Prusa Slicer, especially for the printer that I have, it works phenomenal. But the the crazy thing is, with all of these printers, you can take any of those particular slicers that we mentioned, yeah. put in the settings for your printer. You know how how wide is the bed, how tall does it go, you know all of the different things about it, and mm -hmm. any of them can create. You know if you're familiar with one, you can use that software with any printer. It's mm -hmm. the G code. Now I don't know if you all have seen it. Uh, a Wayne Borman over in in England. He created pretty big. It's a pretty gigantor um, maze thing. 
have you guys ever uh, thought about attempting something? Well, obviously you're limited to your printer, but have you guys ever tried to make something either really large or that that would be my first question. And then my follow-up to that would be, can you make my favorite container, which is a nano? Can you make a nano, Chris? Um, this okay. this is probably the smallest cache that I've made. Okay. And and this is, you know, that's that's like 10 millimeters across. So that's about the size of a blinky. The, yeah. the, prob the problem is going to be that, you know, when you have threads, you you really it gets I, I, I've tried to I, I've tried to do this many times. And the problem that I always ran into because I was actually putting the threads on the inside of the container rather oh. than the outside of the container. Gotcha. And let me tell you, <laughs> having them on the outside and having them, you know, therefore larger. Right. Made a huge amount of difference because again, it's building it like this. Yeah. And so it's got to go line by line. And, and this part right here, when I print this, I print this at uh, 0.05 millimeter. Okay. The one, one of the nice things about the Prusa is it can actually vary the layer height. So oh. down, down here, I'm printing at 0.2 or 0.24 millimeter all the way up to right there. Oh, gotcha. And there I go into super fine printing. Okay. All the way up, because the the finer the the finer the threads, or the finer the details, a lot of times people will use a, a smaller nozzle, a nozzle right. with a smaller hole, in order to get that kind of detail. But right. it hugely expands the amount of time. On this thing, printing this much takes at 0.05 takes longer than printing all of the rest of it. Wow. Gotcha. And probably does it get hotter and all that because it's trying to get it thinner and no, no, it it oh. just it just takes longer. You're doing four times as many layers. Oh, okay. In this area than you are in this area. Okay, cool. I I got gotcha. you. Um, how about Gigantor? What's the what's the largest kind of? I mean, the squirrels to me is pretty good size, but I mean, you can you guys. Well, I mean, that, that's pretty no. compared to the squirrel. Seriously, Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> you, you printed that thing? Well, not this part. This is fake grass. Right. No, I know. I Yeah. yeah. But, I mean. You printed that little house. This is a little house for, for this guy. If I can get him out. This is one of my first. Uh, yeah, the I took gnomes. The, uh, the yeah. Megabod gnome. And, uh, yeah, I love the gnome. My, this was like one of my first uh, attempts at uh, a 3D container. Um, so all I did at that time was put the geocaching symbol in there, carved out a place for the bison to bison put it in there. Yeah. So, so very cool. Um, but this was his home. Um, right. I can't do this while looking. I know it's hard to do it backwards. <laughs> this is probably the largest thing that I've made and I still have not published this cache. I mean to, uh, but wow, that's a lot. I mean, that's pretty cool though. Yeah. Um, so this was probably like a uh, hundred hours of printing. I had to, wow. um, uh, I think I made this in three different, I had to break it up into three different prints. Yeah. I was wondering about that because yeah, if you leave it, I mean, you're going to leave it overnight and it's like, okay, I hope it all is still working. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> so that is a very cool, 
it's very cool cash. Yeah, it'll it'll go like maybe in my yard. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that that's out. what I was gonna say. You can't just put that one out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys are all you guys are okay with printing something and setting it up and going. All right, we'll see you in the morning. Yeah. Well, and that that go, goes again to that safety thing that you're talking about. If, if you're going to go to sleep, you yeah. certainly want to make sure that it's not going to catch on fire in the middle of the night. Right. Out. Yeah. And there, and uh, with some of the lesser expensive printers, it it's a situation where um, my brother my brother bought one, and what, I was going to work on it for him because he couldn't get it to work, and the, I started googling this printer and like five or six in a row of the first ones that I saw were fire hazard, fire hazard, fire hazard. Right. Fire hazard. <laughs> and so I, want that. I spent probably a day or so printing out the modifications to make it a, a safer, a safer situation for him. So it wouldn't catch on fire immediately. It, it had a, a the, the bed as it moved back and forth. Yeah. The wires would, would pinch between the motor and the back of the frame each oh. time. And, and so you had to print something to, to attach the wires to like a, like a strut support that mm. would keep the wires away from where the motor was so that they wouldn't pinch. Wow. So there's a lot to know about these things. And granted, you guys have each other. Mm. But if somebody's getting into this, are there resources out there like websites or chat rooms for people? Or The first – Google is, is – very much your friend in this and, and you will find you will find through google you will find many different sites where the people who own these printers get together and bitch and complain mm -hmm. and come up with <laughs> solutions and all of that type of stuff so you know you it, before you buy whatever the price is before you buy it google it and yeah, looking at their support forums and you'll see people because that's another thing with this one is I, they have 24 hour support in like five different languages or seven different languages. Some of the, the one of the Chinese printers that, that, that I had before this one, you had to be up business hours in China to get support from the manufacturer. Wow. Yeah. So we have a few people in the chat room that have printed a lot too. Uh, 30 printed containers out there. Several people have printed them. Um, but so let's say somebody that we've talked to tonight hasn't printed them before, Googles it, picks a good printer mm -hmm. and goes out and drops four or 500 bucks and gets a good one they feel safe with. Now, do they immediately have to jump into Tinkercad or could they just for the first amount of time just download things from Thingiverse and just print those for a while and put those out? Oh yeah, there there are a lot of containers out there on Thingiverse. Yeah, absolutely, okay. definitely. So they could spend several months just printing containers like that and putting them out and enjoying themselves, learning how to play with it without. Yep, and and they can also reach out if they don't feel comfortable creating the container. Um, they don't find something they want. They could reach out to me, Chris, and you know, I mean, we collaborate all the time on new containers. So I mean, that's. Always something somebody could do. I would say I probably spent a year. Emails. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. What were you going to say? I think I spent probably 
a, at least a year just printing the containers right. that were on Thingiverse mm -hmm. without okay. coming up with anything yeah. better or anything new that needed to be done. You know, when when you first get a printer, you're going to want to spend a lot of time um, just printing, just getting used to printing, getting used to making sure that that uh, print job is actually going to complete um, it. You know, in the beginning, it's there's there's a little bit of learning curve. I mean, you really got to spend a lot of time with it um, just to get the printing down before you can even move on to, you know, creating your own containers from scratch or or what I do. Um, what I suggest, though, before they go out and buy it is to maybe check out their uh, local library. Oftentimes they have a makerspace or um, just 3D printers there that are available to um, either they will print something for you or you can take courses and that will give you the ability to go and use the printer. Um, it, you know, it varies at, at uh, different libraries, but the library is really a good resource. Like at mine, we have um, all sorts of devices, um, uh, CNC machine, you know, wood cutters, all sorts of stuff. Sarah is mentioning about community centers. I guess you could Google public makerspace right. in your own local area and see if you can find. So, and I know we're running long and we have a thousand questions. We could still ask you that there's many in the chat room stuff too, but I wanted Keep to going. ask you, when you put your 3D printing caches out, uh, like if somebody's in here now and they decide they're going to go do some of these things we talk about and they're going to put out their first one, do you put anything special on the cache page to let people know it's 3D printed? Or do you put the oh, title? No. I do. gone. <laughs> I normally mention that it's a, a 3D printed uh, cache. Oh, do you? Okay, cool. Yeah, I had a, I had a, I have a trail of 3D printed caches. Um, cool. And those are the only ones that I've specifically said were 3D printed it you mm -hmm. know it's 3d print cache one through 3d printed cache 30. All right, but yeah. other than that I, I i enjoy i mean something like You're this just, trying to tell somebody not you know no you don't want to throw that yeah, you give that one away you wouldn't want to do that that's not exactly one. yeah his right. his are the type that are are sneaky mine are just the, you know yeah the gnome um, is not yeah, yeah. Mine's themed to something like, yeah, I got the Dalek here. That's a geocache. Oh, there you go. Oh, like that. That. So oh, sorry. Yeah, Jeff, that's a cool one. Yeah. Yeah. The only one I have out right now, a buddy of mine printed it for me. Uh, and it's a, it's one of those maze puzzle boxes, but it's a TARDIS. Ah, so that's, yep. I, yeah. I it stays for a long time. So I uh, made oh, a TARDIS yeah. for uh, Tom Brotherman. Uh, mm -hmm. That's a geocache. Yeah, there you go. Show the yeah, sh you guys show your different couple of frogs there, and we'll start to wrap up tonight. But, so uh, I guess. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's a good one. To, uh, there's a dragon. Dragon, yeah. There's a dragon. Not because some people mark them and some people don't. There's probably no way of knowing. Uh oh, did we lose him? B briefly. All right, let me, hang on. Show the show the. I'm sorry. Oh, quickly comes back. Show. Sorry, uh, we lost Jeff briefly. Chris, you're still here. Jeff's gone. There he is. Jeff's there. Okay. I'm here. You're there. You're kind of in and out, but that's okay. You were. So I'm in and out. I was showing those. Um, because some people mark them and some people don't, there's probably no good way for people to go out and search bookmarks or anything else to see if there's already some containers out in their area to go find, right? 
Yeah, there's no attribute or anything like that for it. So okay, have them add an attribute for 3D printing just for fun. I don't know. So that's cool. Maybe we can get to add something secret in there. Yep. Yeah, I love the bird idea there. Oh, the bird. That's cool. Uh, All right. Well, we do need to wrap up. Let's kind of go around the room and um, everybody kind of give your final thoughts tonight. I don't care who starts. Who starts? Um, I'll mention one thing about an earlier question. Um, Yeah. um, Or a statement, really. Uh, So I do find that from time to time. Well, my, my... Containers are lasting. Um, they're, they're withstanding the effects of weather and stuff like that. What happens most often is that they might uh, disappear. I mean, I've had people log caches and say stuff like, oh, I really wanted to keep that container. <laughs> and then, you know, like weeks later, I'll check on the cache and it's not there anymore. Oh, no. No, yeah. no. So that does, that does happen quite a bit. I've got a like a Pikachu cache that's missing right now. So I got to... I'm redesigning that container and putting a new one out. I've got a um, a geo like, hole in it. What's that? Put a lanyard hole in it. Make it harder for them to carry it off. That's true. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've got a geo dude. Like right now, I've got this theme of creating geocache containers that are also Pokemon. Um, oh, cool. So I've got a geo dude out there that has now disappeared. Oh no. Uh, yeah. So it, it, it actually happens kind of frequently for me. Um, but you know what? I can print another one. It's just exactly print it, paint it, put it out, and it's good to go. So That's always a danger, right? That or trackables or anything else. They just might right. listen. There have been geopirates forever, so that's that's not a surprise. I there some of them like the frog and some of the other things. I wonder if it's actually people, um, if it's geocachers, if it's somebody else that's actually taken off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you've, little kids, that type of thing. I I actually, for a final thought, wanted to throw out a uh, a salute to one of your sponsors, EKJ oh. PBR. He's a he's a yeah. geocacher in my area. Cool. He's got a he's got two or three power trails. Um, he's got one that's 116 where it goes, another one that's 125 um, mm-hmm. puzzle caches, geo, both of them geo arts. So mm-hmm. he's an awesome and amazing cacher. And I saw mm-hmm. him in the chat and I thought it, it figures he would support a good show like this. <laughs> oh yeah. Eric's great. Yeah, he's a good guy. I've actually done that Werigo trail of his, and it's mm-hmm. not just a Werigo trail, which is automatically awesome. It's also <laughs> yes. good hides. He put some time into doing good hides. They're, they're not walk up and get them all. Oh, no, that's good. That's, that <laughs> that's a great you know, idea. All of his, all of his, all of his caches in general. He's got one that's. We were talking about it the last time I saw him. It's an amazing, it's a nine-stage cache, but one of the stages, for instance, you have to call a number and, and listen to the uh, listen to the uh, phone message in order to get the coordinates for the next stage of the cache. And it's just, he's he is super creative, and, and, and uh, I, I really am I'm very happy that we have him in our area. 
Yeah, oh, that's great. I love yeah. it when somebody puts that much effort into into things like that. Absolutely. Um, so I would say final comments that yeah. I, you know I've been kind of following the three D printing thing for a long time. Uh, I don't have a three D printer. I have access to one at our library before. I've got a buddy that has one. We printed stuff. Um, I'm fascinated with three D printing, not just for geocaching, but like I was just reading an article. I think we talked about it. They're trying to do it for houses now. Mm-hmm. So in areas that are, that really need more housing, they're 3D printing is amazing. We're just really scratching the surface. But for our game, it's awesome because people like you guys are getting into it, creating more designs. People are sharing. They're not like hoarding their designs. Every place I've been to, you can just, there's tons of anything for these designs. And if you want to get into it and maybe you just want to get out there and print one, you go to your local library and print one. So you can say that you own a 3D cache. You can do that. And extremely low cost, easy to get into. And, you know, you should always add more variety into it. And that may be your most creative container and your favorite point getter or whatever else. But Mm -hmm. uh, I think 3D printing has really become accessible for everybody in geocaching now. You could do it cheap with very little knowledge and really add something to the playing field out there. So I'm pretty excited to see where it's going to go from here. Very much so. Yeah, Uh, I agree completely with that. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Um, Thank you. We really appreciate it. Uh, it, it it's um, it, it's interesting. I find it fascinating, and you guys are great uh, to to come on and, and give us good tips. I think both. I think we kind of covered a little bit of a range, between, even from beginning all the way up to you know some of the expert things that um, I think some of the people uh, that were in the chat room have experience, and I think they were still. Uh, I think they learned, I think they learned a lot tonight. So um, do you want to mention a couple of shows coming up um, next week? We're going to talk about, <clears throat> pardon me, talking about Cashly 5.2 will be in the next show and uh, that'll be fun. Always. There's a, actually a new version that just came out. I think it's 5.2.6. I'll need to update uh, the show notes. I think I've done a little bit of that with Nick. And then in two weeks, Je- and it's on a Saturday night. Jesse and I will be uh, in Rome, Georgia, mm. at um, our this little event right here. That's right. Going caching. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, this is our both our first time there, but we are fired up and ready for uh, a fun time at at that event. Um, but, um, it won't be our first live show, but it'll be our first live show dressed as pirates. Dressed as pirates. Yeah. So you gotta come see that. Uh, so we're looking forward to, and it's on a Saturday. So, you know, if you, you know, there'll be a chat room. We'll, we'll use stream or just like we normally do, uh, in case you want to be, uh, in the chat room, uh, we'll be going fast and furious, a little quicker show, uh, cause people mm-hmm. want to be leaving and getting to that, uh, the soiree that night. Uh, so everybody wants to get ready for that, but we're going to have a show. We're going to interview some cool people and have a, a neat little live show with a live audience. Uh, funny. I think the last week somebody goes, isn't your show always live? It's like, yeah, but not with a live audience. So that, and then in three weeks, uh, we're going to do uh, a CGO show. I have a secret guest uh, expert on CGO. Cause people are like, Hey, I don't do Cashly. That's iOS. And, I hate Apple and all that kind of stuff. So we're gonna, we're going to do an Android CGO show. So we're looking forward to that. So that'll be fun. So 
I think all but 65 of my caches have been <laughs> logged on CGO out of 4,700 4, wow. something. Well, there you go. See? There's a CGO fan right there. We didn't even... <laughs> not even are going to learn something because we can't not learn something from that show. No, no. We'll learn. We'll learn from that. I think everybody else will learn too. And uh, I, I'm, I guess a lot of people ask like what... Because I think a lot of people still don't know. They're like, well, I just use the app that geocaching provides it's like oh yeah um we got some other ideas for you and so my two favorite are cashly and well gc droid is decent i'm finding though that as i talk to android users they love cgo and so that's really why i wanted to 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 do a show on cgo because i think that'll be fun um, it has so many crazy advanced features. That is the so first cool. time I had a cache that I had to do a projection on, it's built in. Oh, man, that's awesome. That's going to be fun. Project yeah. waypoint. Cool. Yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, so, all right. Well, thank you, everybody. And let me do our little outro here. Folks, we hope you've enjoyed the show tonight, as well as our new format. Please email us your comment at geocachetalk at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The show can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, or Spotify, as well as at the Geocache Talk website. Don't forget to click that subscribe button below and ring that bell notification so that you can see and hear the show on a weekly basis. And tell your friends about the show. Get them involved with us in the chat room. And until next week, don't just talk about geocaching. Go geocaching. Good night, everybody. Hi, everybody. You bet. That was great. I really enjoyed this. Good. <laughs>